Welcome to Aesthetics Mastery, the podcast that helps you thrive and raise your game in aesthetics. My name is Miranda Pierce. I'm director at Skin Beaver Training, and today we have a very special podcast with the gorgeous Kate Plows, who is one of our delegates trained with us at Skin Beaver Training. And I had the pleasure of interviewing you at Christmas time when you had been injecting for how long? Seven months. Amazing. Seven months. And so today is, I'm going to delve into Kate's mind and I want to understand what takes you from, so does that mean then that you've been injecting for how long then overall? About 18 months. About 18 months. Mm. So what takes someone from zero to star in 18 months? And I am particularly interested because Kate's you are a real prominent member of the Medical Aesthetics Mindset Warriors, which is a closed Facebook group that we have. And so you're very oriented towards everything that can help your mindset to succeed. So that's what makes you such a wonderful subject. And I'm going to delve into your mind. and I'm hoping to pull out lots of information that everyone can can learn from (laughs) if you're ready. So tell me what's changed in the last nine months you in your business okay so practicalities have changed so I have gone from having well when I first met you uh, for the first podcast I had one base where I was doing my aesthetics from then it turned into two and then it turned into getting my own clinic amazing which you've done recently haven't which, you yes I only did uh, in September mm-hmm. so that's all very new and very exciting um Yeah, so things have changed quite rapidly and unexpectedly, but I found that has been through, I suppose, grabbing opportunities as they come. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't really seek my own clinic out, it just sort of came about, I spotted it um, and and just went for it really. It ticked all the boxes Mm -hmm. and um, the figures matched, you know, you, you got to think about your finances and things and that all was fine. Um, so I just went for it. So now, yeah, I'm dead. I feel dead lucky, actually. Yeah. What would you say is the number one thing that you've done in the last month to grow your business? I have um, made kind of a strict routine. So every single day, I have to learn something about marketing. Amazing. Every day, and even if it's just listening to the same audio book again. Um, I'll do that I'll go on to YouTube and seek things out burning questions that I've got and it can be really simple or it could be complex that I need to learn over a while but every day I mean I am I obsessed about it so and it's it's a 24-hour thing for me it's not a nine-to-five or even a nine-to-nine it's constant I think I dream about business um I get in the bath and I have YouTube playing. Yeah. Like, it's all the time, but I love it. I really enjoy it. When you say it, tell me more specifically, Do you are you particularly into marketing, would you say? I think I am, but I'm more, I'm more about anything that is worth investing in mm-hmm. to improve myself and my business. Mm-hmm. And why? Like, why do you... I know it sounds like an why? obvious question, but why? I think it's a bit, it could become a bit of an addiction, maybe. <laughs> Um, I think I just enjoy it because I know if I put the work in, uh, it can bring me great things in yeah. the future. Yeah. So it's just putting those efforts in. But this, this is what I'm intrigued by. Because in the future, that sounds lovely, but 
it's hard to touch though isn't it the future like what are you Uh, touching now that's jazzing you up like what you must be getting a kickback now even if it's not like oh i do a marketing post and i get a client it's not as simple as that of course but but what do you because there will be people listening to this who are actually really really scared of marketing yeah and they're actually if they're honest they're scared of business building you know they don't they don't want to be salesy they don't think they're business minded because they're you know maybe a nursing background or whatever what do you get from it to help you overcome your fears now like why do you enjoy it in the day-to-day the business building and the marketing i think because i can put myself in front of those people patients clients um put myself in front of them um to make connections with them and give them something that they really desire but they maybe haven't gone for because they haven't found the right practitioner that they feel comfortable with. Mm. So my main goal is to make those people feel comfortable and that's why I love to put myself out there because basically what I'm doing is going, it's safe here, I'm not going to judge you, you're really welcome and if we get on we'll be friends. So that's that's why I love it so much and I do loads of my clients are friends now. This, that is so fascinating to me because those people who will be watching and listening to this now who are scared of marketing, for example, they think that they are taking away... Honestly, they think they are taking away from their patients. They think that by putting their either their face, in, which they might think is ugly or whatever, in front of the camera, or by getting all... They might think, oh, I'm going to be dead salesy and I, I don't want to ask and, and have the, be rejected and no one really wants marketing and I don't want to have to be the one who, you know tries to interrupt them in their day where they were just trying to have a brew and now I'm in that you know they've got all these limiting beliefs but now what's different to the way you're describing it is you're describing your marketing as a service it is absolutely yeah I don't see it as marketing I see it as sharing I'm just sharing what I I mean some of it's really like not that interesting but people just like to see an insight of your day um and that makes them feel comfortable it makes them feel safe like it's silly things like um whereabouts does she live like what does does she take her children out you know it's that kind of what's she like with her husband does she have things that stress her out they like to see that you're a normal person but where's the line though because again i'm just talking where's the line yeah so devil's advocate so let's say um again someone who's listening to this thinking well i don't like no one wants to see you my don't have to life. be really personal it can just be so you can choose what you control it's up to you who puts it out there, isn't it? Um, and I, there's stuff I reserve, um, and I choose. Like I try, if some you say you've ha- you're having a really negative week, mm-hmm. I wouldn't. I might put a bit of it out, but I wouldn't clog up my marketing with a negative week. I'd just give a little bit to show things don't always work out well, or you know you're just not in the swing of it this week. Um, so it's measurable what you will put out. But would you say to you, so let's say if I'm think, listening to this, I'm thinking, well, I don't know if I really trust myself to make that judgment. Oh, it's, good. it's all right for you, Kate. You know, you're amazing at marketing. I'm sure you were just born that way. But do you think they should trust their judgment about how much to put out there? I would test it. Hmm. Put little nuggets out and see how you feel. Because if you scroll to the bottom of my Instagram, it's pants. <laughs> Everyone get over there. <laughs> oh, it's perfect secret aesthetics. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that just shows how 
no, I didn't really know what I was doing, but I was doing something, and yeah. that's good enough because that was my start. That's how I learnt to get better. Yeah. And you are from a palliative care background, aren't yeah. you? And you're a nurse. Yeah. And you are from Lytham St Anne's up near Blackpool. Yeah. When you first, I know you're obsessed now, and I love, I absolutely love that. I'm obsessed with the fact that you're obsessed with marketing. When you first got into the world of business, did you know that you were going to have to market? And it sounds like an obvious question. I, I didn't really think too much into it. I knew that I need... I, yeah, the answer is yes. I knew that I needed to do it, but I didn't realise the extent of right. the effort that was required. Like, this will make you laugh. When I first got on Instagram, I thought it was weird that people followed you, that they didn't know you. Oh, yeah. I know <laughs> what you mean. Like, so it's really why are they following me? Yeah, I yeah. thought it was just your friends. Um, so that shows how much I've changed. Yeah. And how much I've learned, and 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 really got into that that mar- that platform. And do you ever resent the way that you have to do a lot on there to keep it going? No, I just sometimes I just have days off. I don't feel guilty about it. Mm-hmm. Just you didn't really want to know what I was doing because it really was dull, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. And that's fine. I don't feel bad that I have a day off sometimes. I want to come back to that point about dull. But before I do, but do you? Not so much do you feel guilty about having days off, but do you, because I know a lot of people listening, kind of almost resent the way that social media is so much effort. You know, they have to be doing, you know, X, Y, and Z every day, you mm-hmm. know, stories and posts and whatever, and they might not get a great deal back from it, which I'm sure you don't always get a great no, deal back from yours no. either. Do you find yourself resenting the fact that you have to do a lot? No, because I think of it as a long-term plan. So my Instagram, I put so much effort into it, and I hardly get any customers from Instagram. Mine are all really from Facebook or word of mouth referrals. But I'm still going with it because I know for sure that people make a really good success of it. I've just not learned how to do it yet. Or maybe people are just lurking and looking at you, but Absolutely. then they maybe yeah. reach out to you on Facebook. Yeah, that's true. It could happen. But um, yeah, so I'm not seeing it as, oh, I'm not, I think I've had about three clients from Instagram the mm. whole time. But I'm still going with it because I know it's it's long term, mm-hmm. and you're just building a foundation at the moment. Yeah, you're building an interest. But do you ever waver though? Because even me myself, you know, with sometimes if I'm I spoke about it on my stories this morning about writing a blog, um, and I I think the reason that people procrastinate blogs is because it you don't get the immediate something back. It's like putting an article on a dusty shelf at the internet. Yeah, we still need to do it for search engine optimization if we have a website. But my point here is. If you're doing Instagram and you're not getting a great deal back from it, do you like why do you show up? I'm just I'm just fascinated. Why, why do, do you show keep up? showing up? I show up for those people that you bump, you know, that one person who says, "Oh, what's your Instagram?" and it's already there, yeah. like a lovely presentation. That's why it's like pre-made. Yeah. Um, like a brochure. But people think that about Facebook because it's not it's not a pretty page full of before and afters. You really have to dig into Facebook, don't you? Um, but I and I might put a post out, and it doesn't get that many views, it doesn't get that many likes, but it doesn't bother me because I think. But when I get that client that's interested and they want to have a dig, mm-hmm. it's there for them. Yeah, but do you know what's going so on? It's not here? wasted. Yeah, but what's going on here though is, I don't think you're attaching your worthiness here. Like I think if you have a, I'm not putting words in your mouth, but feel free to come back to me. Like. I think from what I'm gathering is that if you have a bad day, a bad post, whatever, you don't make that mean 
that therefore you no. are flawed. Why not? I just think, oh, that wasn't the right technique. Try something different. I've learned something. That didn't work. That's that's the beauty of it, is to see it from that perspective. It's not... I don't see failures anymore. I just see learning curves. Amazing. But that that sentence that you just said, like, that's... We could make a quote out of that. But I... I from what I'm gathering, like, that's really the way you're rolling. Yeah, I'm, I am actually doing that. I'm not just saying it. It's because yeah. I have got posts on there with hardly any likes. So I don't yeah. care. I think it's good quality for when that client needs to see it. Yeah. Amazing. I, the, I would stress to anyone who's listening now, that is everything. Because the problem is, that attitude that you've got, because the problem is that when people make it mean that they are a failure and then they don't show up the mm. next day, it doesn't take too many days of not showing up for your business for it to fall on its arse, basically. Yeah, yeah. And that's, that's when people start to quit. So that mindset is just so pivotal. It's funny you say that because I sort of gave up on uh, Instagram. I just went, oh, I don't get this. I'm just going to stick with Facebook. <laughs> and so I put loads of effort into Facebook, learned more about how to market there. And then I realised, I was like, but there's so many people doing really well on Instagram, you need to give it another shot. And then, so I've gone back to it. But interestingly though, when you gave up, it wasn't, again, it wasn't about you. You weren't saying, I'm a failure on Instagram. You just feel like, what is this? It's just refocusing my attention, that's all, somewhere else. Or you were a bit kind of like, naffed off with the actual platform itself, not, it wasn't about you. Because I knew I didn't understand it. Yeah. And then I left it a couple of months and then I thought, right, now I need to, learn how to understand it yeah um but yeah i don't feel bad about that either <laughs> Good. but it's things like some of my uh pictures weren't that great yeah so i'm like right how do i make my pictures better get better lighting oh now my pictures i'm happy with my pictures yeah and it's just you've got to learn all the time and adjust yeah it's so crucial isn't it and so tell me on apart setting aside social media for the time being what area have you found to be the most in the last nine months of business to be the most tricky almost a bit kind of like oh god a bit of a bit hard for you and you didn't quite understand it and you might have struggled with it or made a few mistakes and things uh instagram's been the hardest thing but i think practically it's keeping up with messages and doing it quickly because i had a i had a bit of a moment and i put it on the mindset group that i felt a bit overwhelmed Mm. because I was getting busier and I felt like I couldn't organize it well enough Mm. and some people they'll message you then you're in the flow with it and then you don't hear from them for a month and then they're still in the same place you've talked to 30 different clients since and you have to marry up what they're actually talking about. Yeah. So then I have to scroll through, right, where am I with this person? Yeah. <laughs> Do you ever get like that? And you're like, yeah. uh. Um, so I find that challenging because to them, it's just you and them. Yeah. But to you, you're like, right, who are you again? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Oh, she's the one getting married. You know, you need to, because you need to be on form with where they're at, yeah. don't you? So yeah, that yeah. I found that quite challenging because I didn't want to just be really. Um, I don't know impersonal. Yes, I want I, w- I want to know more about them and and help them yeah. wherever they need. So that's that was challenging. I still find that challenging. Do you? Is it, I suppose it's just an inquiry. There was now. I was going to say, do you keep notes on your database? But you wouldn't necessarily for an inquiry, would you? Because sometimes no. on our database we might put a little flag saying, you know, 
has has a a dog like a dog and loves yeah, the dog. Yeah, if they if they're actual clients and they come in, I'll make note of wedding days and yeah. holidays and so you need to know that anyway. But um, yeah, like oh, her mum's not well, you know, things like that. Because yeah. you can't remember everything as much as you try. Yeah. Uh, but that's the way that people feel connected to you, don't they? When there's one of my girls, her, I've met her mum because her mum came in when she had treatment and um, she's got cancer at the moment. So it's like you always engage with that and how's your mum? Yeah. And it just, they feel they are more, you've got a relationship rather than just someone giving a service yeah and going back to what you said earlier as well that you get something back from that as well because you're in it for the relationship yeah yeah and i really enjoy it yeah i do that that side of things yeah i i love it in fact in fact it's similar to what you were saying like sometimes i feel out of a it's a bit of a sort of mindsetty word but i feel out of alignment if someone will come to me on the inbox and they'll be like oh miranda they feel like they know me intimately yeah maybe we have had an intimate chat but for whatever reason i actually haven't remembered them mm then I feel bad because actually I, I want to. I really want to remember yeah, them. I don't yeah. you know want to be having you know these intimate relationships with everyone, but it, it, it is hard to keep up with. Mm. So tell me, talking of being overwhelmed, so you have moved into your new clinic. When yes. was that? September. September. So a few days ago? Uh, Wrong. Yeah. No, no, it wasn't September. It must have been September now, isn't it? It must have just been the summer, yeah. Okay, okay. Get mixed up. And do you, how did that change things for you, having your own space? Uh, well, that helped with the inquiry overwhelm. Okay. Because I didn't have the issue of which clinic are you at? Am I able to offer you on that day? Because there's barriers to where, I, where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Whereas now it's my diary and that's it. And do you have online booking? No. Something have, I've been told to do. Yeah. Mm. Because peace, people have... I think most people are positive about it. I think that's kind of a bit of a control thing for me. Because right. I'm like, oh, well, I'm going on a lunch date with my friend that time. <laughs> You'll have to come before. But, you know, um, yeah, I think it's a bit of a control thing. But presumably you could block it out if you've got yeah, your lunch Yeah, yeah. And has your having your own clinic and being in more control of your time, how's that been yes. for you? Oh, it's great, but um, I'd say it's great, but because I'm, I'm like new to this clinic and I want to be readily available, I am bending over backwards for clients, so mm. I'll do a morning clinic, then I'll have a huge gap and then an evening clinic to suit them, mm. because I'm really trying to please them yeah. um, to make sure I get the clients. Yeah. I don't want to say no because I fancied, you know having my tea at a certain time yeah and um, so I am s- still bending over backwards and and it's a bit disjointed my mm-hmm. diary but then I only live sort of 10-15 minutes away from clinic so yeah no and I you know I really admire that because we we massively hustled in the early days Did as you? well I mean yeah. I'm and I always tell this story but I once sent Tim to eight salons in oh. one day <laughs> Because I looked after Tim's diary and, I mean, that was ridiculous. That was inefficient and it wasn't a good way to run yeah. a business. But we did that because we were hustling for the clients yeah, and we would do anything doing, for them. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you've experienced that as well with follow-ups and things, haven't you, where you've kind of gone to people's houses for, you know, apparent complications, but mm, it wasn't really. Mm. Tell us about that. Yeah, so I had a girl who was concerned about her lip fillers 
um, she said they were really swollen and she'd had fillers done before so I knew that she knew what was normal um, and I thought I can't be messing around with pictures and things if it's serious I need to know I need a face-to-face review and it was Sunday and Sunday evening I always go to ice skating because there's like an evening club and um, I just finished saw my phone and uh, Ranga says right I'll be in clinic in 30 minutes um, so st- I literally still had ice skates on <laughs> I can't come with my ice skates on um, <laughs> that would be a funny <laughs> so um, I met her there and that's the beauty of having your own clinic there's no one saying you can't come in past a certain time so it was Sunday half past nine and I'm reviewing this client and it's like that's such a relief that I can offer that service yeah. Um So, yeah, she came to me, this girl, and she had swollen lips. And I I think because um, I'm a nurse, I already have those consultation skills of not necessarily just about lips, but the whole person. So I could assess what was wrong with her, why she's got these, you know, swollen lips. And um, that made me really appreciate my profession. I was like, I wouldn't have been able to do that if I hadn't had all that experience before. So it turned out this girl had a urine infection that had caused her to have um, basically an immune response that made her lips more swollen than normal. And um, I'd eliminated an occlusion and things like that. But on, I tell you what, on my drive <laughs> to, to the clinic, I'm thinking, oh my God, what if this happens, what if that happens? But you know you've got the protocol, you've done the training, but it's still really nerve-wracking. Um, but I just kept my cool. It's like I'm a bit of an actress. Yeah. I go in and I'm like, oh, it's, everything's fine, it's cool. <laughs> and do you enjoy that part of it? Kind of, do you enjoy showing up in a certain way? Um, I suppose I do, yes. I think, because when I'm in clinic, I'm really bubbly, really high energy. And, um, I mean, it depends who you've got in, because you, you need to measure it with that person. Um, but, yeah, I put, it's like you're your best personality you put on and it can be quite exhausting yeah you know to be all oh, the best version of you yeah because we're not always like that are we sometimes no. we just think feel a bit lazy or yeah. i don't want to do my hair nice today yeah. <laughs> you know things like that so um but people seem to like the way i am in clinic and that bubbly person and that frankly entertaining person has come across massively in your social media and has served you really well so do you can you share some ideas about what people can post that you've learned about in the last nine months things that you just generic kind of things that you post on your social media that people listening to this can think oh yeah that's an area i can sort of explore in their content yeah so i have little lists of subjects that I want to delve into. Um, I do as well. I've, so got yeah. one. I've got a really long yeah, one. Yeah. But don't you find that if you put something down, then you don't look at it for another few days. You don't want to do it after a few days. I just have like I know a massive. You need to be into yeah. it, don't you? Um, there was a post, that, and you can get it actually from discussions on forums. Oh, that's a great subject. Um, there was a girl on, I think this is going to be the network, and she'd put um, basically the client wanted something she wouldn't recommend, and they she wanted them to recognise that she's a professional and she kind of knows best. I thought great subject. Mm. You know, it's 
so you can see it's actually right in front of you if you think about it, if you just dig into these forums what people's problems are and that's a massive one answering people's problems so um oh anything like oh are you feeling a bit jowly you know um or it can be physical things like why have you chosen to use what products you use uh, you know if you look in your in your clinic or look in your mobile bag whatever you've got why did you choose those gauze why did you choose those needles how do you feel when you've had something done or um there's so many topics that people think is too complex or it wouldn't be interesting enough I think but why is it that like why do you because again let's just say that someone's listening to this and they're thinking oh it's all right for you you know you you speak really fluently on things and your heart and stuff but why why does a client want to know about which choice of gauze or you know you did you did fun one it shows who you are yeah doesn't it Oh, is she somebody that does things by the book? Does she is she somebody that chooses best practice, or is she someone that bought it off eBay because it yeah. was cheaper? Yes. So it shows a lot more about you than the actual topic. Yeah. And that's why I love live videos. Oh my word! Tell us, tell us, you fall in love with live. I know. <laughs> um, I've been a bit naughty. I've not done one for a while, but um, they are. I saw an immediate result from doing lives and these are people that hover and and they're probably hovering with a couple of um, different uh, aestheticians and they can't choose or they've not got the you know the nerve to go for it but when I did lives it was like people understood who they were actually coming to and they even said when they came in and I got literally for my first live I got four bookings in 15 minutes on Facebook with with paid deposits in 15 minutes so amazing so they were lurkers but the, and then they, when they met me, they were like, oh, you're as lovely as you are on your videos in real life. Like, they just want to see you because you, you need to eliminate the fear. That, because I've had fears of going to places. Oh, should I go to that hairdresser's? Are they going to make me feel awkward? Yeah. Am I asking too much? Yes. You know, like say you're a brunette and you want to go really blonde. Am I asking a silly question? Yeah. So I've experienced things like that. Are they going to make me feel like um, I don't fit in? And you can be reluctant to go into these, you know, to get the services. So are you saying that every kind of doubt, fear, question mark that a client has in their mind, you could go at with some... Basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's such a simple formula, but people just think oh no it'll be boring or it's not sexy enough but the yeah, other it could be things like um you get clients who think i'm too old mm. and then that's a great topic and really reassuring for people because i had one lady on, and then they, they start getting involved on your live you see because they can mm. comment back and you can interact um and they'll say oh i'm 56 i'm too old for for you know this treatment I'm like, are you kidding? I've got eighty-year-olds, you yeah. know, and then they think, oh, bloody hell, I can't possibly too old if there's eighty-year-olds doing it. And also, all the while, building a relationship as well as yeah. the information. Yeah, it's it's so interesting to me because so many people listening to this, I, I know because they're always inboxing me or obviously it on the mindset group, are thinking I'm boring. 
I'm monotonal. I'm like I'll stumble with my with what I say. I you know no. And but then in the meantime, what marketing they are putting out will be kind of maybe a bit salesy or like as in they aren't salesy types, but they might be putting like um, it's an offer on yeah. or um, I'm going to be doing a new treatment. Which I mean that is actually a good piece yeah. of content, but they're kind of it's like they're marketing in the eighties. Like they think that advertising is just telling people about your products. But what you're talking about is marketing right now. 2019 marketing, mm. where you just help people. Isn't yes, it? that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about what they are going to be interested in. And don't, it's like get out of your own head as well. Because if you're thinking, well, I'll talk about the difference, what's in my, um, like my mobile pack, my my goals and whatever, I'll talk about that. You're not thinking about yourself in that moment. You're not asking yourself a question of like, oh, is this going to be rubbish? Or, oh, is this going to be boring? You're thinking, ooh, I think they'd be interested in this. Well, yeah, Um, you're answering their... It's not not always answering their concern, it's just sort of keeping their attention. Tell me more. (laughs) So... um, like in my Instagram story, there's some stuff that's just really sort of yeah, whatever. But it's just keeping them current, it's keeping me current, and then and our connection current. Um, oh, I had a point then about content coming out of bad situations. So again, I think part of the reason that people are so fearful of marketing is that they think, well, I might sh- I might reveal my hand and. I- mm. People might suddenly discover that I'm actually, you know, whatever, X, Y, and Z, a bad person or whatever. Whereas actually what you and I have done successfully is talked about it, like talk about bad things that happen. For example, one that springs to mind is the reviews. <laughs> Tell us about that. You had a bad review. So, yes, I got a stinky review um, from a lady that I'd never met. She'd never had treatment, um, but she didn't believe in having treatment, so decided to leave her opinion on my review page um, which obviously like docks your score Mm. Um, and it wasn't relevant and I would have been quite happy if she'd have done it on a post Mm. because I could have interacted with her and we could have had a bit of a debate but because she'd like knocked my scores off I was like oh my word because you think clients are going to see that number before anything which they do I'm sure um, so it was a real kick in the gut and she she did it at like half 11 at night when you're just about to go oh. to sleep <laughs> you see this and think oh my word so I didn't react at all I thought because that's something I've learned through mindset is don't react when you are not in a good state so I was like right just won't say anything try and sleep I did actually get some sleep but it was tossing and turning and then I thought about it and I thought, this lady's actually shaming people for having treatments. Yes, that's your opinion. But, and, I, and then I thought, I bet I've got loads of clients or potential clients that feel the same. Um, so I shared it on the mindset group and asked them for some support. Um, because I wanted to do a live video and I wanted some interaction. And I thought it was a good topic for debate. Um, so I got onto a live video. Quite a few people turned up because it was. I think it had offended them as well. Yeah. You know, she's offended a whole industry. Yeah. Um, and obviously your friends. 
and they all came on they was having a right good chin wagon and this video got loads of interaction so she she, she did me a massive favor <laughs> no 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 you, you did yourself a massive favor by you responded yeah because of the way i responded to it and yeah i was cheesed off about it but i thought what am i in control of here what can i actually do yeah i can report it to facebook but they might not do anything so i'll do this instead and it got loads of good interaction i um and then people on that group actually went on to the review and told them what they thought of her opinion <laughs> and uh, which was most amusing and I could remain professional and I didn't comment anything and uh, and she actually took the the review off herself because I think she'd realized that it wasn't worth getting into just for a flippant comment and mm-hmm. um, I hope she was kind of a little bit mortified <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, the review went and I've got five stars still. Five stars. And actually, it put some of my colleagues gave me good reviews. Yeah. They just said, oh, I know a professional age is really good. People that I'd physically worked with yeah. and some from the mindset group that knew me, yeah. you know, because they've known me since the beginning of your mindset group. Um, so I got more reviews and then it cheesed off other clients that I'd had. So they put reviews on that they hadn't done before. Yeah. Um, so yeah. It was a really positive outcome from something that wasn't so good. So what what did you what would you say to someone that's listening to this now to advise them if something similar happens to them? I mean, it's not easy if something like that happens to you, but you've got to find a positive uh, and use it for your own benefit, whatever it is. It's like I'll do reviews about, um, like I did a video about that girl with the complication. And it's, I'm not pretending complications don't happen, you know. Exactly. I'm saying, oh, complications happen, I know how to manage it. And then I had clients from that video because they were like, oh, well, I know that if I have a complication, she's going to turn up at clinic at half nine at night in a gym gear. <laughs> and that's massive reassurance because they know that there's complications with stuff and, and you've got to obviously do that with your consultations, but it's getting them past that first step. Yeah, isn't it to reach out to you? So are you almost saying that the more open and real you've been, the more people you've attracted? Absolutely, yeah. Because these, you know, the, there's so much research out there, and they they know everything anyway. So you might as well just address it. Yeah, which comes back to what we in our last podcast we were talking about. I have no idea how we got onto this, but we were talking about acknowledging people's pain, and we were talking about palliative care. And I said that I sometimes struggle when something bad has happened to someone else. I struggle yeah. to acknowledge it because I almost feel like I'm going to confirm it. It's quite a British thing, isn't it? I'm going to yeah, confirm it. It's yeah. going to... You say the wrong thing. Yeah. yeah. But I think what you're saying is actually be brave, go at, go at yeah. negative situations. Well, that's the thing with empathy because you can't be with somebody if you can't face it. Mm. You mean truly with them? With yeah, them, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah and so that would translate here because it's like you're truly with someone about something that might happen yeah yeah absolutely or like I had a lady who'd had uh, Bell's palsy and she said you know it was just a slight slope in her lip and um it really knocked her confidence she was sort of saying it like a little bit embarrassed that she was really crushed by it and, you know, a family said, it's only a little bit, you know, what you're worrying about. And I just went for the kill. I was like, that must have been horrendous on your own face. Mm-hmm. And then she was like, right, 
she gets it. Mm. It's minor to everybody else, but to me, it's really heartbreaking. And again, you've built that connection. Did you see it sort of? Did she see her, the trust kind of come yeah, into yeah, her yeah, eyes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could just see her uh, shoulders relax, and and yeah, you can just see people feel comfortable with you. Amazing. So what's next for you? Do you have any sort of like... I know that the clinic thing happened very quickly. Yes, yeah. I think for me it's just um, building up my reputation more, learning more, getting more clients, getting a fuller diary. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm aiming for. And do you have like a number of days a week? Because you still do a little bit of of NHS. I do, yeah. Do you have a, a number of aesthetic days that you'd like to get to well at the cliff jump academy i the last one i said i'd like two days a week that was like my goal for the next year and i've already achieved that (laughs) so i'm like oh i need to is it It oh it was in june yeah sorry yeah so that's happened really fast but i think that was live videos that gave me that that boost so, so now I'm like, oh, I must do a live. It's terrible if I don't. Like, I'm scared not to do a live. <laughs> yeah. Which is the total opposite of when you start out, isn't it? And I do think with lives as well, there is, I think, because they, they, the algorithm loves them because it's trying to push them. And I do think that won't always continue. I think there will be a new yeah. kid on the block for, yeah. for Facebook. So it is, it's a great Use time it to it while you can, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. claim that territory. So, okay. So, Cliff Academy, for anyone who doesn't know, is my mindset event, and it's about basically giving giving us all a big kick up the bum so that we can achieve our goals in aesthetics. Yeah. That was June, and you're telling me in September you've already achieved your yeah. goal. So, uh, yeah, I know. That's mad, isn't it? It's amazing. <laughs> I love it so yeah. much. So it's, it's kind of the unknown what the future will be, because I've had such an advance so quickly... Uh, and I think it just multiplies because it's you, that's where you get your referrals from is happy clients, don't you? Yeah. And they the referrals are they're the best kind of bang for your buck type because there is no buck spent. But um, yeah. but I have to say though, like I think I think for you it's well this is my opinion, but I think it's a combination of referrals because people love you when they're face to face with you and they love your work, but also it's the marketing because I think. Because you've been saying, here I am, world. Even if you don't necessarily get like 50 million referrals from Instagram a week, I think those 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 friend referrals are enhanced by your work online. Yeah. Because they are more, you are more front of mind. Yeah. So they'll be in the hairdresser talking to their friend who's next along having their hair done and mm. they'll say, um, oh God. So their friend will start talking about lips and say, God, you need to absolutely have your lips done with Kate because they saw you last night on your Insta stories. Yeah. I mean, it's just a, just a theory, but I, I don't want people to walk away from this thinking that you're just rocking out with friend referrals only because I think it's quite dangerous I've got a bit of a bee in my bonnet about friend referrals. I think that if we're all honest, we would all just love to like lie back in our chair, do absolutely no marketing and just wait for the friend referrals to come rushing in. But I think it's a real, with you, it's been a real hand-to-hand. Would you agree? Yeah, definitely. So, because when you first start out, you don't have that, do you? You might have the odd family member, but you've really got to, yeah, capture their, capture their attention and capture uh, some kind of trusting relationship because you've got no evidence really that and that's something I've learned because um, I like looking into psychological reasons why people do stuff and um, 
I read recently that people need proof and proof on paper and that's why I put all my certificates up on the wall. Like you can say, oh, I'm a nurse, I'm a doctor, you know, but if it's not mm. up on the wall, people need to see that apparently. Um, and then I made a post about that as well, didn't I? I did yeah. a video about putting me, pick me certificates up. But the fact that you, again, I want to just say why, what's good about that post is the fact that you're, it's like we're having a chat now or we were having a chat with lunch before. It's like putting that, the interesting things that go on in people's mind, but on video or on a post on social media. And I think when everyone out there is struggling, what should I post today? Oh, I don't know what to post. I haven't done a new treatment recently or, you know, the obvious things. Yeah. But you're finding it from nowhere by linking together what are the pain points and, and points of interest to a client, yeah. A? And B, what's interesting what to you in your mind? Let's yeah. put the two together yeah. and talk about yeah. it. that's true. And what do they need? What do you mean by need? Um, do they need reassurance? Do they need proof? Do they need a connection? Um, do they need an answer to something? So you've got to think about them all the time. The other thing I'd say that I would observe about you is that you're the kind of person where... But, and this is because you put it out there I would just be drawn to just to hang out with you and I think that again oh, is a big nice. thing <laughs> but that's a big thing that people forget clinicians forget is that something that they can kind of market is just their personality absolutely yeah. Um, yeah. and again I'm sure everyone listening to thinking oh it's alright you don't you know. need any special personality either yeah, because no. you attract your tribe don't you it's like my hairdresser, she's proper, um, she's really bubbly and really loud and I absolutely adore her. Like, should we get on really well? But there'll be clients that think, oh, will you shut up? Yeah. You know, she's not for me, I want the quiet one. Yeah. So it's, you can have any personality because there'll be some, there'll be people like you. I'm just saying, but you've got to put your personality out. Yeah. You can't just hope that someone will come to you. Well, it just doesn't feel warm. When you see a post and it's all just quotes or pictures, like I click on people's Instagram and think, what is your name? Yes, I do that all the time as well. <laughs> it's just, you don't, you can't warm up to someone nameless. Yeah. I mean, you go onto mine, you see my name, you see my face. Mm. Um, and you hear my voice. I've even had people say, oh, I, like, I love listening to your voice. Mm. I'm like, really? Yeah. <laughs> But, but the thing is, though, like, you're a bit incredulous that people wouldn't put their name on, but do you know why they're not putting their name on? Because they want to look like a bigger company. Yeah. They think it's embarrassing that they are just, yeah. you know, you know, Doreen from Doncaster. But actually, that's not true. The person that's going to want to buy from you, Doreen, wants to know your name. Mm, absolutely. They don't even know why they do. It's not some standard thing, but it... Which reminds me of uh, Sue Stansfield. Oh. Because she makes a massive connection with... Uh, ladies 50 plus envy aesthetics yes yeah um and she's just run with that and it's really served her well um i love watching her videos as well but she you have to make whoever you are you need to reach out and show people because there's people for everyone there's a practitioner for everyone mm. but you've got to show mm. people yeah yeah. Whatever you bring to your friends on a Friday night drinking Prosecco is what you will bring to your clients. Now, I'm not saying that you're going to be potty-mouthed no. or you know do a really irreverent humour, but you are bringing something to your friends that you will bring to your clients. Yeah, absolutely. 
But I think you knew that intuitively and you just did it. Yeah, I think that's my years of nursing and working in palliative care. So I've made those, had to make quick connections uh, to do a job well. Um, so I suppose that's given me an advantage. But also I'm, I'm, I'm not too bothered what people think. So if they don't like it, it doesn't really bother me. I just think, well, you're not somebody that would match my personality and probably wouldn't get on. And that's something that I'm fearful of, is having clients that I don't really get on with. Mm. <laughs> I'd rather have people... Because it's my life. It's I don't see it as work. I see it as people that I want to hang out with. So if I had somebody that I didn't get on with, I'd think, oh, God, please don't come back. <laughs> but that's the, right, that's the correct <laughs> attitude, honestly. Because what you've just described is, therefore, that makes you feel safe to be yourself because yeah. you think well I wouldn't fucking want to be with those other people yeah. anyway that that's yeah. people like most people don't think like that honestly yeah. and I think that they could they yeah. could they should try like, it on just like not every client wants that practitioner not every practitioner wants that client and I think if you build up those clients then that's the juicy bit isn't it I'd rather go slow and get quality than have the masses because you can get masses by just dropping prices that's quite easy, isn't it? Um, but that's not what I want. I want the women that are... I mean, my favourite clients are 50 plus. Definitely. Um, they know how to look after themselves. They listen to your advice because they're not all thinking, concerned about money. Um, and I just enjoy being around them and, and what I can do for them as well. Because they have different problems, don't they? Mm. So, if you... Imagine someone's listening to this, they have not yet been able to achieve what you have achieved, which is to have their own clinic, to be working on their own terms, to be putting themselves out there basically without fear, mm. or even if you do fail and do a rubbish post, you just learn from it. Yeah. How can someone who's very scared yeah. <laughs> about marketing, how can they get themselves out there? Um, I would do some planning. Okay. Um, plan out your posts so you it'll give you a guide and it's easy to stick to if you've got a plan um give you a bit of time to think about it uh, i know antoinette hamilton she does it every sunday doesn't she she yeah. plans all and she's like really good on her social media um so plan and if it's not been that responsive don't worry because it could be really valuable to someone in the future mm-hmm. um and if it's if it's really pants don't be afraid if you want to delete it that's fine like it's not glued there is it carved in stone um and what else would i say and i would show yourself to the clients because that's who they don't choose the service they choose the person so that's the most important bit is that you show yourself. Um, however you do that is up to you, but because not everyone's got the confidence to just do a video. Mm-hmm. Um, it might be like a video of, you could position your video so it's just your hands and you're yeah. showing a technique of, you know, a derma plane or, and you're talking, you know, yeah. it could just be little steps of giving yourself away. Yeah. But do it consciously and make sure you're building towards... Yeah, and uh, make sure you keep... If you don't know, just go and find out. There's loads I don't know. And I just, you know, ask colleagues or I'll look up on YouTube. I mean, YouTube's a godsend. And listen to audiobooks to keep you motivated and business tips. 
Thank you so much. It's been glorious as ever. Thank I hope you that for... was helpful to somebody. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I think the, for me, the biggest lesson is that you came, you showed and you conquered. You came, you came to social media, you came to, whether it be closed groups with colleagues, whether it be Instagram and Facebook for your clients, and you just got out there and the world said, thumbs up, Kate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yes, it is you and it is your personality and, and you're a beautiful person, that's wonderful, but everyone can do the same, but they do have to be brave enough to show up. Yeah, absolutely. Consistently. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time. You're most welcome. Thank you guys for listening to the podcast. If there's anything else you would like, any other topics or areas, whether it be clinical or business or mindset, please do drop, drop us a comment below and let us know. And we would love, if you've enjoyed this, drop us a review on iTunes as well. And we look forward to seeing you again in the future. Take care.